At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Thank you, Jesus. What a privilege. Uh, pastors, I love you. Love your family. Thank you for allowing me to do this. Uh, this is a holy desk, and I'm privileged that you would allow me to step into it and speak to your people. I am blessed. Well, hi. So you've had all the homiletics and hermeneutic people here, and now you have me. But Pastor John put a stamp of approval on me a long time ago, so we're good. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we were looking at, as your pastor just said, we're looking at Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. Just going to read it again for the sake of my part. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand to. That's a good thing. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. I love this theme. When you texted me, I was like, yes. Because uh, we know a lot about this. In, in case you don't know, as you're, I call y'all our sister church, but we're, we're like, I mean, the same, on the same line. I mean, everything that comes out of your pastors, I've said at one time or another. Or they, I mean, we, we were raised in the same tribe with uh, Pastor Holler and Brother Copeland. And so we're both uh, just come up the, the same way. So it's so easy to talk to you because I know you already get so much. And so the commanded blessing. And I, I probably don't need to give an explanation after the last few days you've been here. And I'm sure this has been talked to you many times. But we know that it's the empowerment to prosper. We know that it's not bless you, hachu, bless you. We, the blessing is not what you say before the meal. The blessing is an empowerment that God put on Adam and all the way down through. And when we got to Abraham, we understood more about it because we understood that he was blessed to be a blessing. So we're blessed to be a blessing. So we need to have that working in our lives. Amen. Amen. And so um, the blessing... I want to think about this. I want to think about where I want to start. Thank you, Lord, because I know you know so much already. Um, the blessing is not about you working it out. This has been said over and over. The blessing is about something that's on you, and it's doing it. And you're participating in it. You're yielding to it. And you're flowing with it. Mm -hmm. And Abraham actually did that. Right. He was actually a faith guy. Mm -hmm. um, but when we read it in Deuteronomy, they made a choice to obey the commands. Right. Mm -hmm. When you read it for us, we also made a choice. That's to receive Jesus, who actually fulfilled this. Then mm -hmm. I'm... I'm preaching to the choir, but Galatians 3, 13 and 14, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that the blessing of, I'll cut it short, the blessing of Abraham comes on you. So Christ redeemed you from the curse part over there in Deuteronomy 28. In fact, when you, next time you're studying that, when you get to the part about the curse, just right, right above that, I'm redeemed from this. But the blessing, it's yours. It belongs to you. You make the choice whether to 
command it, whether to appropriate it, to be in it. Because church, you can, I, I think you figured out by now that just because you got born again, that not everything just, it just all of a sudden just started rolling out and working. There is a part you play. And that part is faith. That part is speaking. That part is appropriating this blessing, the anointings, everything that God has given us. Our part is to make that choice and to live in it and live with it. And so when you do that, everything you put your hand to does prosper. And so, you know, the world tries to meet its own needs. Does it? Uh, But right now, the world's not meeting any needs. Have you ever heard this? You've heard this a thousand times. Well, we've just got to make a living. You probably said it yourself. Or I make deals. Or we make appointments. You hear those words, make? I make them. Well, the word of God says the blessing makes. Over in Proverbs 10, 22, it says the blessing makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Now, that word sorrow, as you know, I'm sure you've heard this many times too, and you've studied it yourself, it means toil. So the blessing makes us rich, and if if you want to know what rich is there in the Hebrew, I can tell you it means rich. (laughs) And so... It makes one rich, but there's no toil added to it. Meaning that when you let the blessing work, it's going to work. It's going to do it. But when you get in there worrying and crunching numbers and trying to figure it out yourself, the blessing will rest. This is when we have to learn to depend on God. This is when we flow with him. And so the blessing, I call this living above the light line. I call this living Uh, connected to the other realm amen you're going to see why I call it that in just a moment I've I've got something that I think you'll really like but living here living with the blessing working living with the commanded blessing is our commission this is what we do you are blessed not just so we see how many toys you can get you're blessed to be a blessing you're living with this commission so therefore Don't feel bad or get religious on us about being rich. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. The reason why you accumulate is so you can distribute. Because uh, there's a world that needs to be saved. You can can knock out some darkness when you got some money. In fact, if you're going to do anything for God, you need some anointing and some money. I hope I can talk like that. Absolutely. See, I don't think we're a bunch of religious people. No. We can just say it here. You ought to have some. Amen. But the blessing then again is not just money. It is success. It's peace. It's joy. It's making progress in all of your life. Healthy relationships. Healthy body. All those things. Amen. Um, it's just so powerful. And... And the evangelistic part of this thing is people look at you and everything's working for you. Yeah, you have some things to overcome, but the point is you overcome them and people are going, how'd they do that? That can't be them. There must be a God. (laughs) And and people want to know, how are you doing this? 
Why has this happened to you? Why does this work? And people start wanting your God. Now, um, this, is, this is just so important that we get our thinking right about our lives and about um, what we're doing with them. We need the right thoughts about, quote, making a living. I'm just going to touch on this for just a minute, and then I'm going to uh, tell you something really cool. But we do need to hit this. I feel like this is important for somebody here. If God assigns you to be the janitor of the church, or an apostle, or a shoe salesman, or anything he calls you to do, you are not there for you. It's an assignment. Did you get that? Most people these days think like this. Well, I'm here because I need a paycheck. What a sorry way to live. Just to show up somewhere to try to get a paycheck. Getting quiet in the house here. See, you should be there to release the anointing and love of God that's on your life. You should be there to help people come into this blessing. You should be there because you went in there with a mission. And you can. You know, it's true. Every workman is worthy of their hire. That's a good thing. But see, the, the reason why I'm saying this to you is because you're not limited to the amount of money or the um, level that you've been hired for. You're not limited. You can make progress. Well, I'm already at the top. Well, there's still further to go. Own the company. You're not limited to that monthly check, if there's anyone here just getting that. You're not limited to that. We have to change our thinking about this. Well, when my check comes in, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. But, but then you run out of money before the month's over. That, that's not working. And we have to get it out of our mind. Where instead of focusing on this, we have to understand that the blessing is on our lives. That we are sowers. We are givers. And so we make our living by our giving. And our work is just our assignment. And so the blessing is the anointing on us that actually provides that. Amen. Are you still with me? Now, I know y'all get that all here. But there's something I want to show you tonight. Yes, thank you, Lord. I'm going to say this again just to track us down here. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To toil is to uh, sweat labor. It's harder, right? It's drudgery. Uh, It's trying with the flesh, with worry, with trying to figure it out with the mind. Faith is not in your mind. It's in your spirit. So you're just trying to work it. Work. You just lay awake all night trying to figure out how you're going to overcome this problem when the, the greatest one in the universe can get it done quickly. And that's where the blessing would come in on that. And so um, if you'll look at Genesis 2-2, I think Becca's going to put that up for me. Genesis 2-2. Um, here we go. It says, on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested 
on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Did you get that? He ended it and it said he rested. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which he created and made. Now he didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because it was finished. Now, can I tell you this? It is finished. It's finished. Okay, so the seventh day is what we call what? The Sabbath. Okay, there's a lot of thoughts about that, but just go with me here. We're just talking about the Sabbath rest, okay? The Sabbath rest. So the word Sabbath in Hebrew actually means to rest, repose, uh, repose, um, desist from exertion. Okay? The Sabbath requires no exertion. It doesn't require effort on, on the Sabbath. Stay with me. Some people see that as being a, a time when they're going to lose. Well, we can't close on Sunday or Saturday or whatever it is. We, we can't stop and take a rest. we got to keep this thing going or we're going to fail. Well, I can't take a break or this thing will fall apart. You think you're really special on that, huh? <laughs> well, I can't do this. I'm the one. I'm holding this together. I'm the one doing this. Sabbath rest is the opposite of toil. And there's something here I want you to see. The Sabbath is saturated with purpose. It's not a time of nothing. In fact, it's way more than a time. It's a realm. And you're going to have to thank high to get this with me. Father, thank you for anointing this. The Sabbath is a realm. Now, first of all, it said that God sanctified it because the Sabbath implies the termination of work, and so work stopped. And so God dedicated the Sabbath, observed it as special, because toil was terminated. It was done. However, then we see in this third verse, stay with me, church. You're going to get something out of this. It says that he blessed it. So what did he do? He empowered the Sabbath to prosper. He put the blessing on the Sabbath. Yeah. He put it on it. Right. Yeah. God. There's, the blessing is residing on you, but it's also residing on the rest. Wow. Mm. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. So, he empowered it. Now, this implies... Get this, if you don't get anything else, get this right here. That accomplishment is simultaneous with rest. Did you hear me? Accomplishment is simultaneous with rest. The blessing will be working while you're resting. You can accomplish in the rest. You can accomplish when you get in the rest. I said you can accomplish when you get in the rest and let the blessing work. Amen. And I want to submit this to you that the Sabbath rest is bridge 
between the seen and the unseen. It's faith. It's resting in that already finished work, that commanded blessing that already belongs to us. Instead of trying to get something or trying to believe uh, uh, all these, you know, I'm trying to believe, I'm trying to believe, or I'm trying to get this done. Rest in the finished work of Jesus. Resting in the finished work of Jesus causes the blessing to function. It'll cause the blessing to flow and get the things done that you want done. Or the things you couldn't figure out, the things you didn't have an answer for, when you get into the rest, they're going to come. Because you're not going, what am I doing wrong? What are they doing? What are they doing? What about that? Should I be here? Should I not be here? Should I do this? Should I do that? How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? How are we going to get over this? Let's have 13 meetings about how we're going to get over this. Let's call 55 people and tell them they need to pray. Y'all pray for us. Well, it doesn't hurt to be prayed for. It doesn't hurt to have some meetings. But the truth is, is we got to get out of our heads. We got to get out of the flesh and surrender to the rest. You have to, you have, now I'm going to say something. Now, now listen, I'm not talking about no activity. We do our jobs. We can, we also, when, where faith is concerned, I know a lot of people say faith without works is dead and there's a, a whole thing about that. Well, faith without corresponding action is dead. You have to have corresponding action. You have to be believing and saying and taking and appropriating and confessing and declaring and commanding. This is all a part of faith. So we're not talking about doing nothing. This is not lay on the couch and go, oh, the blessing's working. Quit my job. You know, early in the faith message, a lot of people decided to quit their job. Back when we were real young, and well, I'll just quit my job and live by faith. That's not faith. That's stupid. Yeah, I can say that here. Good. Okay. But are you getting what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? There's actually an anointing on rest. There's an anointing on the Sabbath. Now, um, the, the sages say that God rested from physical creation, but he created the spiritual universe, which comes into being on every Sabbath. Can, can you feel what I'm saying? So on the Sabbath day, they feel like the sages, meaning the, the Jewish rabbis and people like that, they say that on the Sabbath day, something comes in from the other realm and takes over and begins to move and flow. And I hope you just got that. Yeah. Because in your life, ooh, I just felt the Holy Ghost come on. In your life, every day is the Sabbath day. The Sabbath was made for you. And so every day, you can get into the rest of God and work what you work, go to your job, do what you do every day, what you're, what you're called to do every day, but you don't have to toil in it because the blessing will make it work. So there's an anointing, there's a blessing on the Sabbath rest. Now, 
The scripture says over in Hebrews, there remains a rest for the people of God. You know it? You guys are what we call, we made up this word. I think Keith Moore made it up, scriptorians. (laughs) And so you know the scriptures. Therefore, there remains the rest of God. Today, get in it. How did they get in it? They believed. Did they? Do you go back and read the reason why they couldn't get into the promised land, which was the rest? That was the place of rest because everything in the promised land was provision. They didn't have to try to dig ditches to water. It rained there, all the good stuff. That was the rest. But it said that they hardened their hearts. They wouldn't believe. Well, you get a hardened heart when you just start thinking it's you trying to figure it all out. But when you surrender to the the blessing, when you surrender to the rest, when you surrender to what Jesus is doing and what he's already done, you're placing yourself in a realm where the spirit realm will come in on the natural realm and get things done. Some people have lived for years trying to figure out one thing. But if they'd get in the rest about it, it probably wouldn't take 15 minutes to get the answer. In order to do this, you really have to, there's a couple things you have to do. One of the things is you have to learn down to cast cast down imaginations that are exalting themselves above God. Maybe I won't go there. You know that good. But... um, Yeah, so the bridge between the seen and the unseen is the Sabbath. The bridge between the natural and the Sabbath is man. You're the bridge. If you're going to get the rest over here working, if you're going to get the blessing over here working, you're the bridge. It's not coming over here. Worship does that. Worship brings the presence. You got that? Okay. Faith does that. Well, this is what we're talking about. By faith, you step into that rest. Now, this is what the Bible says in Hebrews, what we're talking about. It says, labor, therefore, to enter the rest. But it doesn't leave you hanging. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Meaning that the Word of God can come in there and tell you what is soul and what is spirit. And so the Lord and the Word can say, you're in your flesh. You're trying to figure that out yourself. But you can go spirit way. And when you go spirit way... You accomplish things. Can I tell you that you are going to accomplish so much more in 23 and 24? The Lord told me this is not a new season. It's a new era. You're in a brand new place. Things are not the same. I was telling your pastor just a few minutes ago. I said, it just seems like I could just barely give a little nudge to go the right way. And Holy Spirit comes in and deals with it. We must have come over five different things today. We just, we just went right over some stuff that had tried to... It wasn't real bad stuff because we're, we're already kind of cruising down the line on a lot of things. But little stuff that we just saw cut off and ended, cut off and ended, cut off. Yeah. Just, just from a quick uh, declaration. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Spirit of God came in. Now, this is what's happening. The gavel of God has come down. And we're now on the side 
of restoration, reformation, things changing. You're like, yeah, well, I'd like to have some vengeance in here. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, get, get, <laughs> that's God's game. There you go. What we can do is get in the rest and let God take care of it. You can stop Satan in his tracks. And you're not just going to defensively keep him off this year or the next few years. He's going to be chased out of so many things. He is already a defeated foe. And when you use these tools, these, these anointings that God has given you, why not go ahead and use them instead of well, you know, we try to see if we can just figure it out. Why not just go ahead and surrender? Lord, you've got this. Pastor was reading a good scripture to me about how he would protect us and keep us and watch after us. And we'll just let him. We just confess. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We declare, my God shall supply all of my needs. We declare all these things. Now add living in the rest to that. Don't, don't confess that and then lay awake all night trying to figure out, well, yeah, my God shall supply all my needs. And then you lay awake all night going, I wonder what I'm going to do. I don't know how we're going to get it. He is your provider. He is your provider for everything. Everything. And this Sabbath rest is our answer. It's our answer because the blessing is on it. Get in the rest and the blessing will work. The yes. blessing of the Lord yes. makes you rich yes. in every way, yes. not just financially. And no toil needs to be added to it. Amen. The struggles are over. You receive this? Yeah. Praise the Lord. This is, I know I'm kind of going through this quickly. I have a little bit bigger of a revelation of this, but... I'll just, I've been kind of going through it quickly because I, I feel like I have a prophetic word that I want to give to someone. But uh, is, my, is that my clock? Okay. Oh, I got a lot of time. Okay. So your ability to enter the rest will bring rest, will bring the rest upon the natural. It'll bring the answer on the natural. It'll fix the natural. It'll move things out of your way in the natural. It'll bring the people to you. It'll take people away from you. Glory to God. That's good sometimes. Whatever the case may be. Your ability to do that. It's, It's like our activities in the rest can just transform just this aimless amalgamation of matter into the mirror of God's will because the rest has empowered you to prosper. You can have a big old fat mess and God can just fix it. He can do it. He can untangle anything. One of the first places I was an assistant pastor was in Lockhart, Texas for a man named Walt Landers, and uh, love Walt. And um, back then, some of you millennials probably won't know what this is. Well, millennials might, but the kids won't. Do y'all remember what a cassette tape is? 
Deb and I actually were puppeteers in those days. And so we were putting on a performance for the children's church or something, or the daycare, and our tape came unwound that we were supposed to puppeteer to. Y'all would have loved our puppeting. We had Sam the Sham and the Sharkettes, and uh, we had Tootie. She was a toucan, and she sang, Oh, I want to dance with somebody. You know, it was good. We, yeah, we were known two counties wide. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we made the Sam Marcus record one time. What can I say? But our tape came unwound, and we were like, yeah, we got two minutes. And I'm telling you, we ran in there to Walt. Ah! He took that tape and went, when it all went back into place. And we walked in there, and I want to dance with somebody, whatever we were doing. We probably didn't sing that at the church. Okay. So I never forgot that. And I always thought that was just an anointing to untangle. Because it was like a miracle. I know you can turn them with a pencil. And, but I mean, he just went. And I was like, that was just like a miracle. I know God anointed Walt to fix my tape. I'm just telling you right now, whatever the tangled mess is, I declare on your life right now. Whatever's the tangled mess, I'm prophesying to you right now. Take it. Whatever's been tangled up. It's coming untangled. You're done with it. You're not going to wear a chain around your leg and pull a big ball on the end of it. You're not going to be entangled in the wrong things. You are going free in these next few years. Well, Pastor, you know, I don't know how we're going to do that because, you know, the inflation and economy is just about to blow up. You're not in that economy. You're in the kingdom of God economy. Ever since COVID, we haven't been hurt. Why would we start hurting now? Because God will see to us. But he's going to see to us even in a stronger fashion when we don't lay it at night and worry about if we're going to have a job the next day. You were on your way to get that one when you got it? Something happened, you could get another one. I've been young and I've been old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread. It's not going to happen. In fact, just the opposite is going to happen. Dreams that you've been waiting for for 10, 15 years. Get them out. Dust them off. It's time. Thank you, Jesus. Things can be fixed, and then you can just download a lot of things. You know what I mean by download? The Holy Spirit will just tell you, do this, do this, do this, do this. This will fix it. I can give you two downloads right now for every person in the room that will change your life. Shut up. (laughs) It's not what I wanted to say. their kids in here <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I mean it the right way I'm not cussing okay shut the hell up shut hell up 
Shut. I heard Jesse say that this morning. Y'all know Duplantis? Shut the hell stuff up. I'm not cussing. Shut the hell up. I'm talking about shutting the hell up. Shut it up. Don't give it any room. Don't let it have a place. Enter the rest. Don't let it in. Don't let it in. Don't give your time to something so meager and just dark junk. Don't let it in. That's not your thought. And for the 90 hundredth millionth time that we've all said this words fight thoughts (laughs) words fight thoughts get in the rest you're going to get in the rest with words with the word and words and stay in it be a good finder so I told you I had about five things that happened that we just knocked right out right don't come up and ask me what they were They're over. I don't ever have to mention it again. Well, you know how bad it was. No. Glory to God. All right. So, Genesis 2, 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Now, this is the last thing I'm going to say. I've got 12 minutes, and I want to prophesy to you. So, They were completed, according to this scripture. The heavens and the earth were finished. Now listen to this. They were completed. There was nothing new going to be created. Then it said, he abstained from work. This actually lets us know that, that the work was interrupted, but not over. The work was interrupted, but not over. Okay? He abstained from the work. The creation was complete. It was finished. But then as the Sabbath would be infused in the week, man would then take the part in creating the things from the resource that had been given. After he set it all up, he sat back and said, Now you, you take this Sabbath rest and you drive it. You this, Let this be your vehicle, baby. You drive it. You get in it. You get in this. You don't have to do it on your own. Get in the vehicle. Get in the blessing. And use the resource that I've already put in the earth. That's what we're supposed to do. In our covenant, Jesus finished the work. And there's some, the one thing we do is we labor to enter into it. There remaineth the rest, therefore, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into the rest, he also hath ceased, for, ceased from his own works as God did. Let us labor therefore to enter that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So the point for us is to cease from our own works. You're like, boy, you're really being redundant on purpose. This is all the time we have. This is the last service. And all of the preaching has been wonderful. But you have to understand the work has been finished. And you're not to labor out of your flesh to see the dream come true. You have all of the resource. You have all of the anointings. You have all of heaven backing you up. So don't hit here and sit here and say, God never did anything for me. 
Well, I don't know how to get God to do it. I'm not, I just told you how. Yep. Use your faith. Get in that rest and say, I'm going to sleep tonight. Yep. And when you get up to take a shower, an old slew foot comes in there and says, oh, that's when you can say, shut up and get out of here in the name of Jesus. You're a defeated foe and you don't, you don't take up my time. Sit there and think about how defensive you can be about something. I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to do this. Man, when I see them again, I'm, I know what I'm going to say. Look straight ahead. Somebody in here is thinking, man, I wish my wife would have come. She really needed this. Now, you really need this. Put your air mask on first. So you can help other people. That's what we're working on at Victory. We're straightening ourselves out. Well, God's straightening us out. And we're by faith and grace walking into it. Amen. That's another sermon. I can't go there. But, but the commanded blessing will work when you rest. It's not void of activity. So don't tell pastor you're quitting your job and you're going to lay on the couch. There's activity. There's assignment. But there's no struggle. There's no struggle. Stop struggling. I refuse to toil. Say that. I refuse to toil. I rest. I accomplish as I trust in the blessing. I listen to Holy Spirit and He guides. I give the word final authority in my life. The blessing is working now. It makes me rich. And I'm not going to add any toil to it. Amen. Amen. You receive this tonight? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Stay in that rest. Believe God. It's flowing for you. It's flowing for you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.